Welcome to the Pet Loss Companion. I'm Ken Dolan Del Vecchio. I'm here with my friend and co-author Nancy Saxton Lopez. This is a program that we do every Thursday from about from 6 p.m. Eastern Time to about 6:30, give or take. And it is an outgrowth of our book, which is called The Pet Loss Companion: Healing Advice from Family Therapists Who Lead Pet Loss Groups. This program, which we've been doing now for about two and a half years, allows us to reach people larger every week and a broad a broad audience Mm -hmm. and also have what amounts to a dialogue and the way that we do that is we spend many of our episodes reading letters that audience members have sent us Mm -hmm. and so if you would like to send us a letter you can do that by sending an email to me at kenddv at gmail.com or nancy or both of us at n s a x t o n L-O-P-E-Z at CSMPC.com. This information is in the description that accompanies the video cast or the podcast, wherever you may listen to it or see it. If you write to us, let us know if we can share your mm-hmm. what you've shared with us here, maybe in writing as well, but let us know. And we're absolutely understanding if you don't want us to do that. We're going to respond to you. One or both of us would, will respond to you in any case. But if you would like for it to be shared, let us know that. If you feel like you'd like for parts of it to be shared, but not all of it, that's fine too. And we only share first names. So mm-hmm. we just want to let you be aware of that. You can also write to us and recommend a topic or you can recommend a guest. And you can support our program in a number of ways through Venmo, PayPal, monthly subscription. All of this is in the program description. The program is a friend of Dakin Humane Society in Springfield, Massachusetts. They do all kinds of things in addition to shelter and adoption. And one of the programs that they offer is a pet loss support group over Zoom. It's entirely free. And that is once a month. And I facilitate it. And it runs from 6 to 7.30 on the second Tuesday of the month. The next time is going to be October 10th. And I will tell you that if you're thinking of joining, please sign up soon. Please RSVP soon because we put a cap on membership. We've actually put a cap on membership at 50 because we've had huge numbers of people participate. And usually about 25 or so people will come to the meeting and we we're capping it at 50 because when you cap it at 50 about 60 percent of people on average will come so we figure that's a reasonable place to uh, to put a limit please consider subscribing on youtube if you think this program is helpful and you think it will be helpful to other people please subscribe on youtube there's a link to where to do that if you are not watching on YouTube. What that does is it raises the visibility of the program when anybody is searching for support with pet loss. And therefore, you will help people to see the program higher on whatever list they're looking they're looking on. And that will get them to, to see the program and find it, hopefully find it valuable as you do. We like to let you know also that we have a new relationship with a sponsor or vendor, I should say, and it's called Bereave. And Bereave makes these really beautifully crafted plaques Mm -hmm. that you can either put in the ground or put on a stand. They're made of granite 
and there's an image of your pet and then other information such as the dates of their birth and, and death. And we we were given one of these plaques. We think that it's really, they're, it's they're really beautiful. beautiful. And that's why we're, we're an affiliate of theirs. And when you buy one of their plaques, you are also offering some support to yes. our program as well. So I think that's it. Nancy, you want to get us started? Yeah, I mean, I, I need to start tonight that I had a loss. Um, I, not one of my own babies, the two babies I have with me here, my little Frenchies, but the one, the last pug of my pug dynasty, um, little Rocky. And we um, had Rocky euthanized at my mother-in-law's. It was my mother-in-law, brother-in-law's pug. And um, he was euthanized at home at their house yesterday. And I, we had a Dr. McCaffrey, who's been on our podcast, come out. And it, 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 just, it, it just was so peaceful and calm. She was wonderful with her vet tech chill. And he needed to go. He didn't look like he did in that picture. Mm -hmm. He had started really to decline. He was almost 17. Um, but I, I was really interested in how Dr. McCaffrey, um, handled, you know, the euthanasia because she was very, you know, slow and calm and loving and caring. And what she did was when she was going to put the final, um, injection in, she actually covered her hand, um, with a towel so that you really didn't see, right, the injection going through the catheter, which I thought was really nice and helpful mm -hmm. that you weren't watching that. And then, you know, but it, it was, you know, I know that people have a lot of trouble with euthanasia, um, but we've also talked about it, it's like a gift. And Rocky needed, he needed to go and be with his brothers and sisters. And there was, I gave Kat, there they all were in 2007. Rocky, Eddie, Hank, Molly, and Gracie. And they're all up there with mom and dad now. They're all healthy and they're all running around. But I needed to share that. I got to give kudos to my brother-in-law, mother-in-law. They, they took such good care of Rocky. Oh, that's great. That's great. And that's hard too. Yeah. So sorry about your loss. Yeah, thank you. So are you gonna we have a couple things I'm tonight. Gonna we talk Mike's, about Mike. Mike's letter, my work cat is the title. It's the part of the title of our program this evening. So here's Mike's story. I can only imagine how busy you are with all the work related to helping people deal with the loss of a pet. But I wanted to write to you as I have recently yesterday started listening to your podcast with Nancy. He addressed this to me and it has been some comfort to me in dealing with the loss of a beloved cat friend. My name is Mike and I work for a family business that has been around for many years. It's a wholesale bait business that has many tanks full of fish. And because the buildings are often open, we've attracted some cats throughout the years. Long ago, maybe even 20 years ago, an orange and white cat moved in and would go on to have several litters of kittens. As with most outside cats, they would often drift off or worse. But about six years ago, after the last batch of kittens was born, 
we decided to trap and have them spayed and neutered. Since then, we were down to two orange and white cats that were almost identical, save their mustaches. I have to show them. So cute. So cute. <laughs> one had a full mustache and the other one half. And this is affectionately what we started to call them. Full stash, full stash, also a great cat, passed away in an accident about two years ago, leaving us only with half stash. <laughs> Cutie. <laughs> really funny. He became a bit of a mascot, following us around, asking for an equal measure of belly rubs and wet food. Truly, you couldn't have asked for a sweeter, cuddlier cat. If not for my having a cat of my own at home, who I feared wouldn't get along with half stash, as well as being afraid that he was too used to his outdoor lifestyle, I would have loved to take him home. Unfortunately, over the last few weeks, I noticed that half stash started to lose weight and become lethargic. It's been so hot here that at first I assumed he was just not as hungry as usual because of the heat. But he continued to lose weight and energy to the point I decided to have a vet appointment for him last Wednesday. Our local vet is quite busy and couldn't see him until today, which was the 9th of August. So I hoped he would be okay until then. But as I watched him the rest of the week, I just knew something was wrong. So I asked my parents to take him to the emergency vet 45 minutes away on Saturday. They graciously did, but he wouldn't end up being seen until 10.30 p.m. that night. The vet discovered that his kidneys had basically shut down and he was severely dehydrated and he had a bacterial infection. She recommended fluids and pain medication that night and said she'd call in the morning. She called Sunday morning to say that he was quite sick and they were unsure if he would get better with costly treatment. And if he did recover, he would never be a truly healthy cat again. He would no longer be able to live outside because of diet and medication restraints. After discussing with my parents and talking to the vet about his quality of life, I made the decision to put him to sleep. I drove to the emergency vet by myself, my choice to be with him. When I arrived, the staff was lovely. And because this was my first experience with this, they walked me through the process. I held him for a while and then in my grief, asked the vet tech if I was doing the right thing. She said she didn't know this particular situation, but asked me if I wanted to speak to someone who did. I declined because I was sure this was the right choice and didn't want to bother someone with more questions after they had already been more than helpful. We went ahead with the procedure and half stash passed away in front of me peacefully. Peace. I took his body with me and buried it at home next to some other pets who had passed and marked the grave with stones and flowers. But since then, I've been racked with guilt, grief and guilt. I missed the loving friend I had at work and wonder if I made a mistake not talking to the vet myself, even though my mother assured me that this was the right choice. I know he was hurting, but it feels like such a big decision ending the life of something you love, you hold so dear without exhausting every possibility. I'm tempted to write an email to the vet asking them to validate my choice, but also afraid of the answer. I believe that he never would have had the life he enjoyed before his illness, but also feel so sad because you can't ask your beloved animal what they want. I'm sorry this email went on so long. Totally understand if you're too busy to respond. I've just really been struggling with the idea of making a decision 
that is so final. I wish desperately that I could dig him up and undo it all, even though I don't think that's a better choice. I also know that I only feel so much grief and have shed so many tears because of how much I truly loved him. You just hope so desperately that they knew this. And I hope even more that someday I will see him again and he will forgive me for the choice I made if it was the wrong one. I know I don't choose, I didn't choose for him to be sick, but it's hard not to feel like I chose to end his life. I'm bad at goodbyes and they don't get any bigger than this. Good thanks, Mike. You know, there are a couple of things. Now we got, you know, in touch with Mike and also he did write back to us and said we could share this. Um, but it's interesting that how much he, he found out how much he really loved this cat, yeah. right? The cat that was there every day when he went to work, I'm sure that his business was open almost all every day, maybe. And it's it's also interesting that he certainly had some guilt as usual. You know, yeah, did, I really, did I really do the right thing? Should I have talked to a veterinarian? Um, and so he also wanted to know that does half stash love me? And yeah. of course, of course he does. Yeah. He still does, yeah. even if he's not here physically. Of course he loves you. I, I was really struck by his impulse to dig him up. Yes, I know. I was going to say something about I've that. I've had that. Uh, we've, I've had, because my husband was traveling, I've on two occasions had a dog in the freezer. Yeah. And I would go and look at them. And I would, I would be terrified that, that they might be alive. And yeah. And oh, it's so weird. It's so weird. Well, that's and, in grief. That's what we yeah. do, right? We and, wish them yeah, a lot. And I buried. I had a cat who I just was very, very connected to, and and uh, when she died, I I buried her. I was distraught, and I kept thinking I should dig her back up to make sure that she's actually dead. And so I think you know we get these very irrational impulses mm -hmm. that are so so typical, mm -hmm. and Mike really articulates what that was like for him. And it's just, it's a very common kind of experience. And, you know, the, the back and forth about, did I do the right thing with, even yeah. in the moment he's, he asked the, the vet tech who wasn't involved with the case and they didn't really know what to say. It sounds like, although he had already talked, talked it through with the veterinarian and knew exactly what was going to, because that's the thing. Like we don't, we don't want it to happen. We're, we we're very ambivalent. We make the right. decision because there's a there's the preponderance of our knowledge and rationale tells us this is the thing to do, but, but we just can't help second guess it. And also, we're so emotional, right? Yes. So all of that emotion <laughs> floods us, and there were like, okay, I guess this rational part maybe, but all these emotions. But am I really doing the right thing? And then you make that decision, and then of course afterwards you say. Did I make the right decision? Right. And then you're thinking you didn't. Yes. <laughs> We've all gone through that. Um, it's so hard. It's but so I, hard. I, we want to thank Mike. But I like his story because, you know, it's like him hanging around with a cat at work, right? And yeah. so, and, and, and part, of his, part of the setting. Yeah. And, you know, when, when that happens, you, and I, I, as my, I was saying, my cat would be with me all the time when I was outside working mm -hmm. on the landscape and she would follow me around and, 
it was like, they're your buddy. They're always with you, you know, and they obviously love you because they hang out with you. Yeah. <laughs> they, they really want to be near you. They were very, ha- both full stash and half stash were full. Well, they, it's a sorry that that uh, full stash had an accident, but, but then that was more love for half stash, you know, so he got, he was very connected to her and uh, him, I believe. And, you know, of course, then he, he's very sad and grieving, you know, that he's not around anymore. So, yeah, we thank, we thank Mike for sharing and hope he's feeling better it's hard to know because there's so many ups and downs in the in the path that we walk when we're grieving but hopefully he's feeling a little better yeah now interestingly enough we did talk about this some time ago but we have actually two poems from two different people actually we have an obituary and a poem and the poems arrived like simultaneously yeah it was was almost the same day. Um, And so I'm going to talk, I'll do um, Anthony's first. Anthony got to us uh, and he said quickly, I'm getting in touch from the Peak District in the UK. Love to all pet owners. Still in the middle of an imperfect storm of grief, otherwise known as shock, denial, and guilt, as I had to put my best buddy, Samson Akita, to sleep, then bury him very recently. The poem was straight from the heart written by me a few weeks ago as I asked my soul to try to imagine what Samson might be thinking as he waited to go to sleep for the very last time. The words came quite easily within minutes as I relived the euthanasia and the burial. Um, Yes, it, he, he wanted to know if now, we're, now that we're talking about it, if the poem gets any positive feedback or helps one other person um, empathize, then please do let me know. Okay, so we will do that, Anthony. So this is Anthony's poem from Samson's Outlook. Mm-hmm. It's called Wired That Way. Struggling today, no fear, all good, dad's close by. I'm just wired that way. A blanket on the floor, what's happening? I don't really like coming here. Needles, hopes, smells, and smiles. I want to go home to doggy paradise. I'm just wired that way. Can we please just go home to doggy paradise, the kingdom of the lonely heights, woods, water, wildlife, our life? I'm just wired that way. We'll get through this, never break down. My spirit is strong. I'm just wired that way. My strength will always prevail. Snap a 60 kilogram pull, I think that's what it is, pull lead, no problem. Those walks were amazing. But hey, I'm the comeback kid. I'm just wired that way. Twitching, droopy, dozy dog, all good. Dad's knelt beside me, good boy, with a forefinger scratch of my chin. Ah, he knows I like that one. Guess he's wired that way, too. There now, good boy. Good boy. I'm so sorry I have to do this. Sunrise is here, and that's strange, as we are indoors. Think I will take that nap now, after all. I'm just wired that way. 
Wow, right? Well, that is so moving. And you can see in this picture, you can see the relationship yeah. here. This, they're pals. They're such friends. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, there's another picture that he shared where it looks like Samson is getting a birthday present, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's, yes. to, he's trying to steal he's ready to open it. Something. <laughs> But he's a beautiful dog. Absolutely stunning. Yeah, he really is a beautiful, beautiful Akita. And I, one of the things that really struck me about this poem, is I often write a card to my pets when they die, to my animal mm -hmm. companions. And I almost invariably write in there, may you awaken into a beautiful new life. Ah, and, that's so pretty. Nice. So this calm. Reminded, yeah, this reminded me so much of that with the sunrise. Yeah. And, Very nice. It's just, that's the uh, the same kind of sentiment that you know. It's, he's in a he's seeing a different sunrise. You know. Yeah. Very and it was beautiful. different, right? He was he was indoors. Yeah. All right. Very so it, it is, and we want to thank Anthony so much, and we'll let you know. You know, if we get some comments. Also, yeah. I'll send him a note to let him know that no, we, we did. Yeah. Did read it this evening. Yeah. Okay. Now, the next is Judy for Griffin. And Judy wrote, I've listened to your podcast, read your book, and attended some of your monthly support group meetings. Like many others, I truly appreciate what you both do and want to thank you. I lost my precious Griffin 10 weeks ago. I struggle with my grief every day. Attached to something I wrote this evening that I wanted to share with you. If you feel it would be helpful to anyone, please feel free to share it on your podcast. Thank you for all you do to help those of us who are feeling such tremendous pain. Now, she also had, I'm going to read the obituary first before the poem. Um, Griffin McDonagall Royal passed away at home in the devoted loving arms of his mother on May 31st, 2023, just three days after his 19th birthday. He faced many unusual medical challenges during his life with strength and bravery, surprising all of us with his ability to beat the odds. He was my little warrior, and I'm so proud of him. He was born in Arizona on May 28, 2004, and rescued his mom, his mom, on October 2, 2004. He spent 11 years in Phoenix before moving to Massachusetts in October of 2015. He gave his mom unconditional love and expressed his affection in many ways. The time we had together was a gift I will ever, forever be grateful for. He could have lived forever and that would not have been long enough for me. He was smart and loving, spirited, funny, and according to so many, so stinking cute. He enjoyed being his mom's favorite coworker dinners at the kitchen table, eating his Graham's food, placing his approved and accepted toys under the refrigerator or in his water dish, drinking water from a measuring cup, and warm towels from the dryer. He will remain in our hearts and lovingly be missed by his mom, Graham, Auntie Carol, and many admirers. Life will forever have a void in it, and the sun will never shine as bright again. The measure of my grief is equivalent to the extent of my love for him, meaning I will never stop missing or loving him. There are no words that can truly personify who he was and how much love he gave and received. 
Only if you knew him can you understand just how unique and special he was and how much he will be missed. And if you knew him, how lucky you were. It's beautiful. So now this is her poem. And it's called My Grief. My grief is a nightmare I can't wake up from. It grows stronger and darker with each passing day. My grief has made me hollow, empty, alone. They grow stronger and darker with each passing day. My grief is a pain like no other. It grows stronger and darker with each passing day. My grief is the result of the extent of my love. They grow stronger and darker with each passing day. My grief is my enemy. It grows stronger and darker with each passing day. My grief is longing and unrealistic wishes. They grow stronger and darker with each passing day. My grief is loss. It grows stronger and darker with each passing day. My grief is sadness. It grows stronger and darker with each passing day. My grief is darkness. It grows stronger and darker with each passing day. My grief is all-consuming. It grows stronger and darker with each passing day. My grief is... It grows stronger and darker with each passing day. Wow. So that that's very just you can you can almost it's palpable. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the grief that she has, you know, the pain that she has, um, and how much she really loved Griffin. Yeah, you know, and and, and I would say also that. What she's describing is early grief. Mm -hmm. Yes, early it's grief. Early grief. It's really, it's the, it's the, it's the worst of it's it. The raw, the rawness. Yeah. Of that depth of pain. Yes. And, and she is uh, expressing uh, how it sort of feels inescapable. I think too. At yeah. this point, it seems like it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's and that's what happens in yeah. early grief, right? Yeah. Because yeah. You, you can't breathe. You know, you don't know. You, don't, you feel like you've lost, your, you know, part of your soul or a limb yeah. or something. Yeah. And yeah. it doesn't seem to get better, you know. And everyone who loves their animal and has, you know, the experience of, of loss is this kind of grief in the beginning. And it's good that she's with it. I mean, she's like, She's embracing her grief. Mm -hmm. She's not running from it. She's not trying to put it aside. She's articulating exactly what it feels like and how immensely overwhelming it is and how powerful it is and, mm -hmm. and, and getting it out of herself and writing it may offer at least a little bit of relief mm -hmm. and hoping that's the case because it is a very, it's, it's, it's a pain. It's so fraught with pain, this poem. And I think that many people will identify with that. Absolutely. We all have. We've all, got, we've all yeah. gone through this. This is what yeah. we suffer from. Yeah. Um, and we're hoping that you know, that Judy is feeling a little bit better. You know, I mean, it has been some, some time, I believe. 
Um, we got this what in August. And he, and, died, uh, in, he died in May. I in think. May. So, yeah. right. Um, but we really appreciate her, the courage she had in, in sharing this, yep. all these feelings yep. that she has for Griffin. And her obituary is beautiful. Yep. And that is a beautiful name, Griffin. Yeah. I remember that. It's a beautiful name. And yeah. we did show Griffin's picture. Yes. He's a beautiful cat. <laughs> This is Griffin. This sweet boy. This is another picture of Griffin. Really oh. beautiful. <laughs> he was beautiful. And so he's still with her. And he's still with her in spirit. And again, thank want to thank both Judy and Anthony for sharing their yeah, their, their poems. poems. It's really, really story. beautiful and painful. Mm -hmm. And this is what you know, will resonate, I'm sure, with those who are newly grieved and those that are still going through that process. And before we close, we'll show a comment from uh, Franklin. Love from India. Love from India. Nice to have you with us. Yes, thank you. And also, we'd like to just remind you, if you, if you find the program valuable, consider subscribing on YouTube because that helps other people to get a hold of it as well. And once again, condolences, condolences to you, Nancy, on the loss of. Thank you, my I know, the last of the pugs. Oh my yeah. god, I know it's a dynasty that's over now. But we love them all. They had good lives. They had wonderful lives. Yeah, best care. Yeah. Who knows? There may be a pug in your future. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> Take care. We'll talk next week. Yeah. Bye-bye. Take care, everyone. <laughs>